breaking down what's up. What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Back to Matthews, a shot, he scores! Ten straight games on the road, and Austin Matthews closes to within one of the league lead in goal scoring to tie the game. Centering pass and a shot by McKayev. Where is it? Is it in the net? It is in the net. McKayev has scored. What a delayed reaction that is. And the Leafs have taken the lead six to five. Oh, cackle away, Bonesy. Joe Bowen on the call there. Is it in? Yes, it's in. Joe Bowen really channeling all of Leafs Nation on the call there. 6-5 is the final in St. Louis. It is Ilya Mikheyev getting the game winner on a puck. I, I still don't really understand how it went in, but it went in, and that's all that mattered. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. Gord, uh, other than defense and goaltending, whatever you liked in hockey, I feel like we had uh, some of it tonight. Uh, tremendously uh, exciting game. Yeah, you know, that, that goal reminded me of Patrick Kane being the only guy that knew he won the Stanley Cup that <laughs> one right. time, right, with the puck going in. You know, Brent, with uh, this lockdown, which um, uh, we're quickly getting tired of, and we can debate other things about that on another station another time, uh, what a perfect way in a cold, cold January Saturday to get a game like that. Man, oh, man. Like I And uh, I know... You can start picking apart about blowing leads and all these kinds of things, and these are not the kind of games coaches like. They like less scoring. But as a fan, was that not a kick-butt game? That was just and, – and, and, and the cherry on the Sundays, at least one, because it would have been – to blow a lead again would have been a very different narrative, no matter how, how exciting the game was. But to do that yet again would have been different. I mean, this one, they killed St. Louis in the third period. Shots on goal were way out of whack. I mean, they really wanted this. And, yeah, the the uh, Austin Matthews goal was like a typical Austin Matthews, a great one. Mikheyev, one that Jordan Bennington wants back, but good on the Maple Leafs for finding a way. Blowing a lead, yes, but coming back and winning this sucker. Yeah, just a, uh, a tremendously exciting game. Like like I said, and yeah, you nailed it. Coaches aren't happy. Uh, I think Sheldon Keefe's night purpose, perfectly got summed up when the camera flashed to him right after Riley throws the puck over yes. the glass with about five seconds left, and he just goes over. I, I won't say what else he said, but uh, he was not happy there. And it's just, <laughs> and you know, it's a, it's one of those moments where, yeah, I think you have faith in your team. You have faith in your goaltender. There's five seconds left. You scrum a draw, and this thing's done. That even Keefe can kind of, kind of, laugh about it a little there but yeah it was just one of those nights for for both coaching staffs Barube I'm sure was feeling the exact same way on the St. Louis bench you just want to pull your hair out of your head I mean a lot of defensive turnovers from both teams but you know taking advantage of it from both teams as well and yeah we can we can kind of dive into the the minutiae of the game now I mean you know Ryan O'Reilly he had a couple goals for the Blues including the opener there he, he was tremendous tonight but you know I love the pushback you, you saw from the Leafs there you fall down behind four not or four minutes into the game you're on the road in st louis it's been a long trip you've blown leads you can see yourself saying oh man this one's getting away from us early there but to their credit you know the the big line battles back it's bunting who gets the first goal marner gets the second then it's Tavares all before the end of the first period and i think i think you know we'll, we'll kind of go period by period here but i thought that in the first period after giving up that first goal it was just so nice to see the kind of pushback against the team that's obviously really battle tested in st louis 
Well, toughest buildings to to play in to win is one is this one. Colorado last week's another one. Florida, which I play, apparently they're going to play sometime, but seven times in one day. eight days or something. Yeah, and boy, they they won big again. Florida said back to back nights. Yeah. They've scored sixteen goals in two games. But uh, you, you and and kind of hitting about one of those great timeouts by Craig Berube, right uh, down. Yep. I, I think it's kind of a no brainer there. But anyway, it seemed to, it seemed to allow St. Louis to regroup a bit. But to your point. I, I, I just like that down one nothing. The Leafs didn't wilt at all and just kept coming. This is what they lacked against Arizona. Where was this against Arizona? Like Arizona, they outshot them by a three to one margin. But as far as the scoring chances, the driving to the net, the the you know, the slash, the drive, the panache, the whatever, the scare it, it, it was more of a periphery game. And this one they, they you know, they kinda uh, you know, rolled rolled their rolled their sleeves up a little bit and got down and dirty. And uh, I, I loved it. You know, all the, all kinds of different stats and you know, one is what a nice goal by Mitch Marner and uh, Stevie Fellin, our stats whiz, reminding us that the Leafs are 38-2-3 when both Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner score in the same game. So they've only lost twice in 43 time games. Now, when they score, it means they got at least two goals. So that's a good start. But, I mean, it just is one of those little ones about the big guns. I mean, this team has developed more depth this year, but it's still about the big guns. And the big guns will have to be in the playoffs, but that's for another day. Yeah, they, they did, and you know, I'll, I'll give Marner a ton of credit for for his game tonight. You know, you you expect this guy to be a, a difference maker, obviously coming on a COVID protocol. You know, Keith has talked about what the lack of games have done to the team as a whole. For Marner, he hadn't played in you know quite quite a long stretch of time. Of course, there was the injury before that uh, as well. So you know, I think just getting the game you got out of him back in the lineup tonight, and you know, I think I think he's going to feel happy if the team won. Of course, he's going to be happy that he got on the score sheet, but I think it does matter that he scored a goal not just that he had a couple of helpers not just that he had a strong game but you know this is an offensive player and look he's always going to be a guy who when you add up his points at the end of the season you know his his assists are going to be you know double what he has as a goal scorer if not more but it's got to feel nice for him to kind of just see the puck go in the net throw in the fact that it's on a wrist shot as well then he sets up what ends up being the the game tying goal I I, I just really like the jump you, you saw to Marner uh you, you you saw to Marner tonight. Well, the barrage of stats. So Austin Matthews has scored in 10 consecutive road games. Now he's one away from the NHL record. He's already passed the team record. And Mitch Marner has, uh, the Leafs have won 11 in a row when Mitch Marner scores. So that's a better reason for him to score, Brent, because uh, like you said, yeah. it's about three <laughs> assists to every one goal he generally gets. But going back to last season, whenever he scores, the Maple Leafs have won 11 games in a row. But I, I mean, I just, I just like the digging, coming up with the puck, pushing it in the offensive zone, creating chances. Now, later on again, when we start getting picky against these elite teams, there's been the same kind of thing with uh, high pressure on the defenseman or whoever happened to be behind the net and and coughing things up as well. But on let's let's give credit on the offensive side. I mean, the Maple Leafs just kept coming coming at them in waves and working hard and digging it and creating the scoring chances. Yeah, so Marner, and I agree with you there. There's definitely some things to nitpick about, and, and we'll get there. I, I, want to, uh, I want to start off on a positive note. And, hey, I didn't even complain about the officiating tonight, so I think I'm doing uh, pretty, pretty good on that, on that fact. So, What's going so, on? I know. Michael Bunting scored the first goal of the game, and I didn't start the show by just heaping praise on him for 15 minutes. And there were a couple of missed calls I didn't like, and I didn't talk about that. I, is this what... Is this what maturity feels like, Gord? I don't know. Maybe I'm. No, you're not I'm there gr- yet. You're not no, there. No, def- nowhere. I had to have my father-in-law come over to help me uh, install a TV mount today. There's definitely nowhere <laughs> near uh, near mature uh, m- mature yet. Uh, you, you mentioned the Marner the the Marner goal there. That was the first of three straight that go high glove on that go high glove.
love on, on on Bennington there. You know, I think part of that is look, you 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 you're you're kind of shooting to score. You're you're taking advantage of what's there. But I also think that it's pretty obvious that they got a bit of a book on him. I mean, Marner, Tavares, and then uh, I'm trying to remember who had the third one. Oh, it was actually Lilligren who who went high glove as well. You know, it's just kind of interesting. I, I don't know how you, you've seen goalies get beat a bunch of times in the same way when it's deflected pucks or it's kind of battles in front of the net. But I can't remember the last time I saw a goalie who you know we think pretty highly of in Bennington to get three straight kind of blown past your your high glove side. Yeah, and you know, and that's where I go back to the Arizona game. They did, they didn't go high glove against Vimelka, right? He was killing them, yep. but they really he was they were getting consistent diet of low shots. And you're right, they were able to able to pick the spot. And on and on the Leafs side, I mean, a great story about Jack Campbell after all these years being picked uh, to play in the All Star game. But this isn't one that Jack Campbell had to be the difference. Like really, so many of the wins. Uh, he has had to be the difference maker, and it's great that you have a goaltender that can be that way. But tonight, uh, yeah, it was just about you know other things. I don't, I don't. I'm sure there was a great saver too. I know there was along the way, but it was it was going to be pond hockey, going back and forth, back and forth. And uh, hey, Jordan Bennington's got a Stanley Cup ring. He's a fabulous story. He's a Toronto area kid. But uh, yeah, tonight tonight wasn't wasn't quite his night, and the Leafs. Leafs made it that way. Good, good on them, making it happen. Outshot St. Louis by a ton. One face-offs by a significant margin. Like the smart little things the Maple Leafs were doing. Yeah, I, I I echo all of that as well. And yeah, Bennington was Bennington not the game he'd like to have. Even Campbell for for his his fact of the matter, you, you give up five goals on twenty three shots, you're not going to write home about that. But the one thing I will say for Campbell is he made the big one when it mattered. You know, uh, Pierre Engvall he he ended up getting uh, or assisting on the the game winner. So we won't pour we won't, we won't settle down too much on this. But you know, he has a brutal giveaway across the ice that allows St. Louis to kind of get one last crack and. And Campbell has to come up big with a big pad stop uh, in the slot. So it, it felt to me like, and that's that's what I think you're still kind of waiting to see from Campbell. You haven't had a long playoff track record. You've had the one series against Montreal. And sometimes in the playoffs, it's not about making the, you know, the 40 saves, but it's about making that one that you need at the end. And that, that was the thing that I liked about Campbell's game tonight because there were definitely goals he would want to have back tonight. But I think the fact that he can kind of come up big and make one or two big stops down the stretch, I think that does kind of tell you something about this guy yeah there was a comparable again going back decades ago about Grant Fuhr in the Edmonton Oilers heyday and there was the Gretzky and Messier so they had a lot of guns you know but but his thing was uh that he would he could shut you out but then if it was a high scoring game and it was 6-5 he would make that huge save late to make sure it wasn't 6-6 and just about that intangible whatever it takes to win and that's exactly that was that kind of game tonight and Jack Campbell to your point you know gave gave that kind of goaltending tonight Brett yeah, the uh, one other thing I noticed, and it's it's funny because both guys ended up factoring in on on the goal at the end there. But you see there, I noticed Keith kind of you know, and he he does this. A lot of coaches do this towards the tail end of games, but I feel like Keith is is pretty quick to do it, or, or does it maybe a, a stretch earlier than others? Is he will absolutely load up his top six. So there was a stretch out there where it looked like it looked like Mikheyev had kind of got bumped off the checking line, and Engvall had got moved up, and then of course the two of them end 
up connecting. And, you know, for Ilya Mikheyev, at some point in time, his stick is going to cool off. But this has been a guy who's felt so snake bit at times in the past. How many breakaways? You know, you've been calling him Mike. You've been saying he's, he was having the Michael Grabner type Leafs career. And it was so true up until the last six games. And I think for a guy like him, just just bank these goals where you can get him and enjoy it. Because at some point in time, his stick is going to cool off. But, uh, but I still think outside of the offense, he, he's given the team some really solid minutes as well. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it never cools off. I don't know. But it's, uh, <laughs> but you're, but, but um, I've always said it's kind of like life about getting breaks. And he, so here he has all those opportunities, and he was his own worst enemy, never scoring on breakaways. But he doesn't get that goal tonight when you can't buy a goal, right? And to now he's playing the hottest he ever is. And I know it's a very short period of time. All of a sudden things are going well. And wouldn't you know, lo and behold, when you're going well, you get that break of that one that um, just seeing eye dog that went through went through Jordan Binnington's legs, and that's just that's just kind of the way that's just the way it goes, you know. That's the way it yep. goes in life, and the way it goes in hockey. That's uh, it's very true. Uh, there, as you said, there's definitely a few things we we can nitpick tonight, and I want to do them, but I also wanted to just shout out. Kyle Clifford. Uh, Back in St. Louis, of course, he was brought in via the trade uh, this year. Well, last year, but this season. And, uh, you know, a a relatively uneventful game for him tonight. Except for him diving to block a shot with, I'm not sure if it got him on the arm and then rolled up to his face. He was writhing in pain, found a way to get to get to the bench and, and get, get another leaf skater on. That is Kyle Clifford to a T. I mean, yeah, he'll hurt other people, but clearly he has no problem with kind of laying his body on the line. And yeah, that is what you expect from a guy who's in his position kind of on a roster, especially one as talented as this. But, you know, again, a play like that, I think just tells you everything you need to know about Clifford. Yeah, 6 minutes, 16 seconds of ice time, and uh, that's the least of any Leaf. Probably he was spending that much time icing wherever that puck hit him uh, yeah. as well, so that <laughs> took him out. But that's exactly the point, and we know we got caught on a bad giveaway. Uh, was it the Vegas or Colorado game? Colorado, you know, just, Ranson. You know, yeah. got, or got, you got caught behind the net, and, that's, uh, and so uh, that was unfortunate. That was a tough spot for him, but you're right. It's the little things that he can do the sacrifice of your body. I mean, the, all those kind of intangibles. And uh, I, I like having him back on the team. It's funny. That Columbus series was so bad. There were so few things to remember that you remember Nick Robertson almost scoring on his first mm-hmm. shift. And you, you remember Jason Spezza dropping the gloves. And, and you remember Kyle Clifford's hit. Remember that? Yep, like, it hardly, I do. That, it, was such a, it was such a vanilla series, pedestrian series by the Maple Leafs. So I like that. Like I said, there's, there's different spices now that Sheldon Keith has that he can, and the St. Louis blues are a great example. Like yeah, the ideal thing is you want to be like the blues and you want to win the Stanley cup. Obviously that's a no brainer. That's not an astute statement, but when they did that year, there were about 15 forwards for the 12 spots and Craig Brewery, Craig Brewery would move them in and out. You remember that there's sometimes yep. it'd be like, Oh my goodness, this guy is in the lineup all of a sudden he'd play two games and he's back out for three. And you know, he just had different spices and, he worked it well, and that, and that is if the Leafs are going to have success and they do it that way, uh, you, you know what Kyle Clifford offers. I, lo- I love that, the way to put it like that, like different different spices. I feel like he's a very aggressive hot sauce. Like he, he's ve- It's very apparent when, he, uh, when he's, yeah. he's in the game. But, yeah, I, I, I do. I sound, I, like, I, I sound like a chef, but really, let's just say it's different kind of chicken wings that you order, right? Okay. You know, mm. there's hot and, you know, sweet, you know, that, that thing, honey garlic and, you know, whatever. That, that, that's, more, that's more up my alley. 
Gord, I literally have chicken wings marinating that we'll be throwing in the fridge once we get off the air tonight. So it's right up my alley as well. I'm very, very much there for you. I think I'm going to go with a buffalo wing tonight. I think that's uh, I think that's what we'll, we'll, end up, we'll end up doing there. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Uh, somebody who had a good choice, a good time for his first NHL goal, uh, Timothy Lilligren. Uh, you know, maybe we could start with the praise, and then that's where we can go to the nitpicking because, uh, I mean, anytime you get your first NHL goal, you get it in a win. You got to be thrilled there. Coaching staff obviously wasn't too, too concerned because he was out there at the tail end trying to trying to finish th- things off but I, I it felt to me like Lilligren had one of those up and down nights there were a couple times he was standing right there while, while a Blues player tucked the puck behind Campbell and and you know he he showed some offensive prowess getting his his first goal in his NHL career so I think I think plenty of plenty of good but also you know uh, a few uneven moments from Lilligren tonight yeah but you know what's interesting is like there's a core four and then there's two others and that's the way they always do the D and uh Lilligren was a core four. He got twice as much ice time as Travis Dermott. So yeah. he he's at 21 minutes, which is about almost almost close to what Jake Muzzin got. It's actually more than TJ Brody. So wait, he's after, you know, so, you know, he's up there. And then, so 21 minutes for Lilligren, 14.33 for Sandine, and, and, and then Dermott, 10 minutes, 36 seconds. So, um, you know, I, he ends up being even at the end of it. I, but I agree with you. There was some, there was some greenness in their own zone, but, Hey, he was the guy tonight that Sheldon Keefe was giving a lot of ice time to. Yeah, he he was, and I think that that I think that tells you a couple things. I I think it tells you that this team probably would love one more defenseman they can really really trust. Now, Justin Hall not in the lineup tonight. I don't know if that's going to be that guy, but I also think it's Keefe saying that they think there is some tools there, and this is a player that they can use. And and you know, obviously with Sandine, I mean the the minutes for Sandine are quite honestly shocking. You know, I know Dermot was banged up for a little bit of period of time, but I don't think he missed that much. Yeah, I'm just just looking at the minutes now. That is uh, that. That's jarring to see to see him above Brody, and you know Brody is as reliable and trustworthy a defender as there is. So I think that probably gives you a little bit of an indication of what what Keefe uh, thought about uh, his game tonight. You know, in terms of just the the team as a whole, and look, the Blues would say the exact same thing about their game, but it just it was a sloppy game. It felt like once either team was able to get into the offensive zone, skill took over. I mean, uh, looking at the Blues, Cairo and O'Reilly, they they were all over it all night long but it felt like both teams also just had a lot of sloppiness kind of breaking out and getting out of their own zone and through the neutral zone and it's just I think that's something that is kind of uncharacteristic for this team the sloppiness we've seen it in the past and we haven't seen it this year I think that you know given the way the road trip has gone and people talking about blowing the leads I, I thought tonight was maybe the sloppiest of of all the games you know factoring in Arizona and Colorado and Vegas as well yeah, no, uh, and again, give give credit to the push and pressure both teams both teams put on. But yeah, in a eleven goal game, generally there there is a lot of that. And uh, now another one, and there's nothing being said about this because there there's a lack of being clear. And okay, so you've got in COVID protocol now. Uh, you mentioned about uh, Justin Hall and Cache uh, Cache went there as well. And I'm trying to think who else, but there's. Um, a question, and I think one reason they keep it quiet, not that there is, I, I'm trying to think about there's a Canadian-based NHL team that, you know, it's the whole thing, if you're traveling now, you and I, you don't want to be caught on the wrong side of the border with a no, you don't. test, right? <laughs> and so there was a situation about a Canadian-based team coming back to Canada, and apparently the, the determination is made by whoever the immigration and customs officer is, as they are. They have they have unique individual power. Mm-hmm. So there was a player or two 
that then had to stay in the States for 14 days. And then, but the team, so, but then the NHL protocol was, say, a five-day thing. So when the team came back (laughs) to the States, he was able to join his team and play in the States again. And then when they went home, he had to finish his his, his, uh, his quarantine back in the States. (laughs) So it gets... So I, again, this this could go a number of different ways, and that's why I think we don't know any, we haven't heard anything about it because there's a lot of the discretion of uh, immigration and customs. But that they that's why they shut the league down a big reason over Christmas. They didn't want this to happen over Christmas. Somebody be on the wrong side of the border to use Elliot Friedman's line. But now it's understood this can happen. This this is one of the uh, uh, this this is one of the perils of the trade right now. And so I'm just wondering why these guys are going to be well. How long are they out? Can they rejoin them? They, so they so Monday they wouldn't be able to play anyway. The Leafs host New Jersey, but are they okay to play when the Leafs come back in New York to play the Rangers next week? So anyway, we'll find out more about that. Yeah, I, I guess that's the one kind of silver lining is, is that you got the Rangers, you got the Islanders, a couple games in the states. We'll we'll see what happens there because yeah, I am I am just as much uh, lost in the weeds on that one. There, I I I think we all kind of are trying to figure things out. And yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see because again, you know, the Leafs have good depth. It's been tested throughout this because of COVID protocols. But you know, I, I'd like to see the team healthy for a couple of stretches of games. Just just maybe two or three. I know that's I know that's oh oh so much to ask here. Uh, if you're just joining us now. Leafs six five winners on the road in St. Louis. A Ilya Mikheyev uh, mystical, magical type goal squeaking its way through with about uh, four minutes left. It proves to be the difference. Austin Matthews, Timothy Lilligren, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, and Michael Bunting are your other Leafs goal scorers. We will hear from some of those goal scorers as we continue here on Leafs Nation post game. Brent Gunning with Gord Stellick alongside me. Keep on listening on Sportsnet five nine of the fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leaf Station postgame, walking you through a barn burner of a 6-5 Leafs win on the road in St. Louis on Hockey Night in Canada. Gord, you and I, we've talked about what we saw tonight. Let's hear from Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Hi, Sheldon. Just how would you describe the emotions of this one here tonight? A little bit crazy. Uh, you know, it's... It's interesting the way it works out a game like this, which kind of sums up the way the road trip uh, went for us. But obviously thrilled the way that it worked out. That each time when we needed to push back and respond, uh, we did. Whether it was after the first goal of the game, whether it was after giving up the lead and getting it back, um, or you know in the third period there having to get a, a key goal in the power play, and then grinding it out to the end. Um, you know, it's good to see for our guys. This is an important win for us going home. You've been with Timothy Lilligren um, for the bulk of his time since he came overseas. Just what does it mean um, to see him score his first NHL goal? Uh, well, it's huge. I'm happy for him. It's interesting you say I've been with him so long. I, I, I've been with him so so long that it, 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 I had to be reminded that it was his first goal. Actually, I, you know, it, it uh, seems feels like he's been here a while, and I've certainly have seen him score. But I guess it was just at the AHL level, um, it, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't really even aware that it was his first one. But it certainly was a great one. Um, in controlled form, I thought he played a great game today. Uh, moved the puck really well, helped us on the breakout, uh, got us out of trouble sometimes. At times, got himself in trouble, but then bailed himself out. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great for him and, and huge to see him get rewarded. 
Next, we'll go to Terry Koshane with the Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Sheldon. Uh, Mitch was saying yesterday, you know, in his first game back or going forward, wants to be more of a scoring threat. Uh, what do you think of his play overall and the type of goal that he scored for you tonight where we are reminded that he does have that in his arsenal one every so often? I thought he was great tonight. You know, for a guy that hasn't played in a while and just had the one uh, team practice, joins us on this trip. Uh, he had good legs. You know, whether it was that goal or the big time pass he makes on on Matthew's power play goal to tie the game, I mean that uh, that's what Mitch does. He's a game breaker like that. Um, you know, it's certainly nice to have him back in the mix here tonight. Thanks, Sheldon. Next, we're to David Alter with the Hockey News. Go ahead, David. Hey, Sheldon, is there something you've been able to identify in Ilya's game over the last few games here that's led to this offensive burst that he's on? Mickey's just a guy that works, you know, he works really hard. He, he wins the puck. He's, he's got a good skill set to bring the puck up the ice. He puts himself and his line mates in good spots to score. You know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot different going on this season than any of the previous two seasons, you know, he's just got some better luck. I mean, tonight's a, a good sign, you know, or a good uh, example of it. You know, he puts the puck at the net and finds a way in. You know, it's those are the types of goals that go in when, when you know, you have a season, you know, full of basically no luck. Um, you know, it, it's starting to fall for him consistently. And so that's huge for him. Obviously great for his confidence and, you know, the, the more uh, scoring depth that we can have, then the better for us. But you know, it was certainly, you know, we, we thought we felt he had a terrific training camp and looked like he was, you know, going to have a great season. And he was sort of wiping the slate clean in terms of, you know, some of the offensive um, uh, lack of production, I guess I'd say he had. And he thought he was capable of more. He was off to a great start and he had a tough luck with the injury. But uh, since coming back, uh, he's he's fit in well. He's kind of hit the ground running and has done what he's done for us since he's since he's been here. Excuse me. <clears throat> but um, yeah, the puck's fallen in, and that's that's huge. Obviously, hoping it continues for him. Next, go to Mark Masters with TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, what was it like on the bench when Ilya's puck or he scored? Did you guys recognize right away uh, that it had gone in? We did not recognize right away. Uh, it took it took a while for sure. It was good long pause, but we found it, and I I I, I no no I didn't see the puck at all, but I caught the thought the caught the official pointing at it, and uh, and then look at the on the goaltender's body language uh, kind of told us that it that it was in. So that's yeah, one of those nights. Um, funny how that one ends up being the one that goes or that's the difference maker. But uh, we'll certainly take it. We'll get on home here tonight and get some rest and then uh, regroup a little bit of practice and, you know, head back out to New York. Morgan was close to 29 minutes tonight. Uh, What stood out to you about the effort you got from him at the end of a long road trip? I mean, I just thought he had good legs. He was around the puck a lot. Uh, helped us offensively, helped us defensively, um, helped us get a little extra work uh, for about an extra six seconds of work on the penalty kill at the end of the game. Uh, but he just he played a good game. We used him too much here tonight. We had some guys that were uh, were fighting it a little bit in that second period. So, you know, if you're Dean, you're just going to keep 
going with, with the guys that you think can get it done and, and get you through that period of the game. But, you know, as we know, Morgan's a horse for us on the back end and whatever we ask from him, he's going to give us his absolute all. Um, end of a road trip, day off tomorrow, don't play again for a little bit. You know, you're going you're gonna to go with guys like that. Next go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Just because it's not indicative of who we've been all season long, I think each game has had its different circumstances. And I also think we're just getting back into it here. I think each game has been a different animal. I mean, I think today's game, I mean, I don't know when was the, when's the last time, you know, if ever, is, is Jack Campbell and Leaf Jersey given up five on 20, 22 shots. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it was indicative of how we were playing as a group. Um, thought we actually played quite well here tonight and all, even through the third period. We've been talking about our third periods, but I thought we had a really good third period, controlled the play, didn't give up very much at all. Um, and then it just so happens when you control play like that, a bounce goes your way. So, you know, I, I think each game and each lead that we we gave up on this trip had some different circumstances around it. Um yeah, I look more at the greater sample of who we were before the break, and, and we'll get ourselves back to that. Thanks. Last one here. We'll go back to David Alter from the Hockey News. Go ahead, David. Hey, Sheldon. I know he came back on the bench, but the situation probably didn't call for him to be used. But I was wondering if you had an update on Kyle Clifford after it looked like he blocked a shot or something. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he's. I think he's fine. He took a puck on the knee there. A huge block. Great effort by him in that moment. Um, but yeah, he was banged up from that a little bit. Then I think on his very next shift, I personally didn't see it, but um, I think he might have taken a hit, and uh, I think it was the spotter actually that pulled him from the bench at that time to to get assessed. But uh, talking to him after the game and the fact that he came back on the bench and was available to us, I think he's fine. So that's encouraging to hear. Uh, Sheldon Keefe with a little update on Kyle Clifford at the end. Uh, pulled from the game by concussion spotters, but it sounds like all good there. Uh, obviously, the Leafs and everybody in Leafs Nation, uh, excited to hear that. You know the coach is in a good mood when he can joke about somebody taking a penalty with a one-goal lead with six seconds left in the game, uh, just like he did with Morgan Riley there, saying, uh, yeah, uh, good, yeah, thanks to Morgan. Uh, anytime you can pull up the penalty kill percentages. So uh, clearly, uh, Keefe having a little bit of fun. Uh, somebody who has a ton of fun when he's on the ice and he was back in the lineup tonight. Leafs winger Mitch Marner. Let's hear from him. Hey, Mitch, how did that first game back feel, and how did it feel to score really as you did? Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, just coming in yesterday, uh, it's just great being back with the guys. I mean, you know, it's uh, especially with the injury and then the COVID situation, um, you know, I didn't really get to see the guys for probably two months or so like that, something, something like that. So um, just being back with the guys, um, you know, it just brings me a lot of energy and a lot of uh, joy. And then, obviously, tonight, um, just want to come in, try and keep it simple. Um, if I had plays to be made, then try them. But, um, you know, obviously, it feels nice to come back and, and contribute and help this team win. And uh, what did you think? Of, what did you make of the game? I mean, having leads, losing leads, getting leads back. What did you think of the pace of the game? Yeah, um, it was crazy. I mean, roller coaster ride. Obviously, that's not the game we kind of want to play. But um, I think uh, we did a great job of just, you know, staying with it, uh, making sure we're doing the right things. Um, no matter if we uh, gave up the lead, they took it or anything like that, we just kept fighting back. And um, obviously our power play wasn't uh, doing what we needed to tonight, but uh, it's a big goal we needed it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a gritty win, and uh, we want to fish trip off right, and uh, I think we're all happy with how uh, we finished this game. 
Next, we'll go to David Alter with the Hockey News. Go ahead, David. Hey, Mitch, when you go through a layoff like that and you score pretty early into a game, what does that do for your confidence uh, throughout the rest of the 60 minutes? Um, I mean, obviously it makes you feel good. Um, makes you start feeling the puck a little more, making plays. Uh, still, some scenarios I definitely, uh, you know, want to try and get more pucks on the net. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I, was, uh, I was pretty happy with uh, coming in here and playing the game I did. And, um, like I said, kind of just contribute whenever I was called upon. And um, I think uh, a lot of our guys, you know, stepped up, especially on the kill. Um, a couple of big blocks, Kyle there sliding his whole body in front of one. Um, I think everyone just, you know, third period dug in. Uh, we knew uh, it wasn't going to be easy, and it's a hell of a hell of a road win. Go to Terry Koshan with the Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, Mitch, trying to go on off of David just asking you, but the manner in which you scored today, especially after yesterday, you're talking to us and wanting to be a threat, knowing you can be. The manner in which you scored, picking the top corner after getting the steal, can that type of goal give you confidence to do that sort of thing again with that shot going forward here? Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, you know, for me, like uh, like I said, kind of yesterday and the day before, it's you know, I want to be a threat out there. I know I can be. I've been a goal scorer, and um, I know I have it in me. So, um, you know, I think uh, obviously my mind in that situation is obviously shooting um, right kind of around the slot area. But, um, you know, I try to just pick my place, um, get it off quickly, and uh, luckily enough, it did go in. But um, I think just – Throughout the game, then your confidence gets higher and higher. Um, you start trying to make some more plays with the puck. Um, you know, not afraid to shoot it more, but that's something I want to make sure I just keep going with is being a threat, um, being uh, whenever I'm called upon to shoot and try and score, uh, make sure I'm doing it, not trying to look for that extra pass. How about Timothy's first NHL goal? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bullet. Uh, good for him. He's, uh, he's very well-deserving of that. He's a guy that comes in every day with a – uh, it's, it's probably doesn't really look like it. Uh, he's always kind of stone faced, but he comes in with great energy. He's a, he's a fun guy to be around. Um, it's uh, it's a hell of a goal. It's, it's a rocket. So um, it's great for him. Um, I think if there's a camera on our bench, seeing how our whole bench reacted to that goal, um, everyone really went nuts. So he, uh, he does mean a lot to this team. It's uh, it's great for him to get his first one out of the way. Last one here. What a Mark masters with TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Mitch, on, uh, on the Austin power play goal, how did you see that unfold? Were you always thinking I'm going back to him in that sequence? Um, I don't know if I would say back to him. Uh, I was rather trying – I think Johnny was in the middle or Willie. Um, so, for that, I just knew I got it. Um, kind of saw the D-man start sliding. So, I uh, kind of received it below the goal line, um, tried to take it to the far side and quickly stop up and then go back to Matt's and kind of make a quick pass from behind the net without uh, them being able to track the puck. and. Uh, it's a great shot by Matt's. Uh, not a lot. Uh, I don't think people can stop that. And, uh, you know, for me, I was just trying to put it kind of in a wheelhouse for him to walk into, and, and he, uh, he did that. Ten straight road games for him with a goal. He's closing in on the NHL record. What's it say about him that he can go on the road, everyone's game planning for him, the other coach has last change, and he can still produce consistently? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's deadly. It's, uh, it's something that we love having on our team. And, uh He's a, he's a guy that comes in every day again and just works hard and um, competes and tries to get better every day. But um, again, that's where I think Bunce and I can really help as well, just being a threat on the ice to score as well. And um, if we keep doing that, then I think, uh, you know, they're going to have to respect one of us and one of us is going to stay open and um, try and get our chances off that. But uh, he's done a great job of scoring goals here. And um, it's been a lot of fun to watch because I've been, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of those road games. So um, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to see him really just take over and, um, 
obviously uh, being back with them now, it's, it's nice to be out there and helping them out and um, trying to just help this team win like we keep talking about. Mitch Marner, just like the rest of us, loves watching Austin Matthews score goals. I imagine it's even more fun when he's a part of it like he was tonight. Uh, Marner was tremendous in a Leafs 6-5 win. Matthews, 10 straight road games with a goal. Gord, tons of fun watching this one tonight. You and I will be back tomorrow, 1-2 to two on yeah. Sportsnet 590. The fan, of course, wherever you get your pods. Any last thoughts before we wrap up tonight, Gord? What a fun week. Uh, you know, just got to get crowds back in the Canadian venues. We all know that. That's a no-brainer. But uh, uh, I've... Uh, there, there, there's concerns, but there's so many more positives and so many more exciting games that we enjoyed over this four-game road trip. So uh, that has been a blast, and I look forward. We'll recap it all tomorrow between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock. There it is. Sportsnet 590, the fan, and wherever else it is, you find this podcast right here. J.R. Manitad and Andrew Dutch Hall and making sure we stay on the air tonight. But most importantly, thank you for listening.